It's our 20th episode. Woo, we're almost zero. drinking age. Oddity Files. The, the podcast. podcast. Turns 20 weeks old. Oh, now I'm going to drink some wine because we're not quite legal yet. It's okay. You're at your own house. You're allowed to do that, right? I don't know. You could do that shit overseas when we were there a couple weeks ago. True. 18, right? 20 episodes. Jesus. What the hell have we been talking about for Crazy. 20 weeks? Boy, we must think we're so important. We must. We are. You know, but stories, they still aren't hard to find. They're not. There's so much shit out there. And I just found a new, like, Netflix show. And I should probably remember the name, but I don't because I'm Alzheimer's years old. um, About just weird shit, aliens, you know, just unexplained stuff that happens all over the world. And I cannot wait to check it out. It was in the uh, just added season two. Speaking of just added season two. Look at that segue, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Check us out on Amazon Prime. We have two whole seasons for free if you are a Prime member. Just uh, add Oddity Files to your watch list and get your binge on. What's going on, Clay? Ton- no, Clay Tron the Barbarian. That's not going to become a thing. It's not going to stick at all. It's too hard to say. Um, not too much. Uh, actually, so the jet lag has gotten better, but yeah, I'm listen, still blaming I still might use everything on it. Yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's good. Um, yeah, nothing like crazy has happened. Definitely like being at home, getting back in the swing of things is always a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I love being over in Europe anytime we go. I miss it so much already. Right. I know. I always miss it. But there's something about being home. And it, like it actually feels like spring now. Oh, it's so amazing outside. Hence why I'm slightly nas- less nasally. And it's like that perfect <laughs> time of year where at like midday, you could wear a t-shirt if you wanted to. For sure. But then like nighttime, it is still like a little chilly. So yes. it's nice to have a, it's a light. Co- it's literally the perfect time of year. Yeah. So just press pause. Like on today's weather... Absolutely press pause. Yeah. Well, I don't know the day it's airing. Watch. It's probably like a tornado. (laughs) Oh, press pause. I thought you were saying press pause on this podcast. I mean, maybe if it's like the movie Click, just press pause. (laughs) Press pause on Amazon Prime so you can enjoy the sun. Then come back in and get your binge on. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Y'all are going to get so sick of hearing that shit. (laughs) Wow. There is something. This is two weeks in a row. I think it's the podcast room. <clears throat> I haven't you haven't added, coughed once. I haven't because I'm on allergy pills now. <laughs> That's what it is. Again, with the perfect time of year yes. comes the not so perfect allergies. So you remember how last week we talked about um about whether that Bigfoot show needed a live podcast? Oh yeah, for sure. Ever since Horrorhound I've really wanted to do another live podcast. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it was like a good warm up and got like our jitters out. But now I just really want to do one. I already have people asking me if we're going to be in Horror Hound Indie. Really? Yes. We should do it. Trev. (laughs) Um, Wait. We haven't told people why you ditched me at Horror Hound. Oh. 
We haven't. And I haven't given this podcast a plug in a very long time, which <laughs> I should have because I do almost every week. I went to go see My Favorite Murder live in Indianapolis two days after we did our first live podcast. Yeah. I was like, why? Because again, with the day job, I was like, why can't you you work this weekend? <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, bitch, please. I'm talking some Karen Kilgariff and some Georgia Hard Stark right now. <laughs> um, they were fucking amazing. That place was packed. I bet. They were so adorable. And I I splurged for the meet and greet. Oh, I fangirled <laughs> so fucking hard. But because of what we do with the right. photo op process, it was pretty much a photo op. And I've I've done like meet and greets after things at the Mira slash the old National Center, whatever the hell it's called. Right. Um, I went and saw the Mythbusters there. Oh, that's right. And yeah, it was yeah. pretty much just a photo op. You pop up, you get your photo, you walk out. They kind of talked beforehand and then you did that. This was the longest damn photo op line I ever stood in because it was literally a meet and a greet. Meet and greet yeah. You got to say hello. First, you handed your phone over to Vince, George's husband, and he's taken all the candids the entire time on your phone. God love Vince. But they were so amazing. And I'm, I'm uh. like, look, I meet a lot of celebrities, but you guys are the biggest deal in my book ever. And they're looking at me like, bitch is crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, so I gave you this little gift. I don't know um, if you're going to see it or anything, but I put together your first ghost hunting kit. And I gave them a K2, one of our little four by six cards with yeah. our show on it. Um, um, some Palo Santo yep. that you can burn and clear mm-hmm. negative spirits and uh, a little planchette that I had made that I have yeah. this resin yeah, yeah. mold for. And Georgia looks at me. She's like, oh, my God, that was you. I've already taken a picture of it. I'm like, yay. And they started asking me about the K2s and stuff like that. And I was so nervous. I don't even know if I answered their questions or not. <laughs> like the K2, it's really loud. It, it, it goes over radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, I think I said, allegedly, spirits right. carry electronic blah, 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 blah. It sounded good at the time, but I'm sure they're I'm looking sure at me going, bitch is it crazy. It was a lot better than you think in your yeah, They were adorable. And I posted pictures everywhere. But... They, in turn, which is in this little podcast world, they being the stars that they are is a huge deal. Georgia took that picture. Yeah. She took of my little mm-hmm. kit with our little four by six card that says yep. Oddity Files on Amazon Prime and Oddity Files, a podcast. And she posted it on my favorite murders stories. I love those girls so much. I know. It was so cool. And actually... One of uh, DJ Jimmy's friends, like best girlfriends, who is a huge fan of that podcast. I thought I was your best girlfriend. Anyway. <laughs> um, like said something about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Which was, it's just so crazy. It was so cool. And actually, standing in line for this meet and greet, um, the Horror Hound episode, we had Hannah on. She had told us her Yes. Quote unquote hometown, hometown because I can't story. come yep. up with a name for it. I completely ripped it off of my favorite murder. We stood in line together and kind no of way. talked to stuff. She's got a friend here in Bloomington who has a haunted house. So we need to get on that shit. I know. Yeah. The last like home investigation that we did was crazy. It was. Yeah. It was Glenn's house. It was Glenn's house. And 
actually we talked last week about the people that we had met yeah. in the UK that have a podcast, everything going full circle, um, called Not for the Dinner Table. He was blown away by the little bit the of thing coming evidence. out of the TV. Yes. It's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it. Yeah. Season one. It's um I call it flubber, but we get this apparition coming out of the TV caught up in a GoPro, and I cannot to this day still even explain it. Me either. Nuts. Um, so talking about full circle, um, I have a paranormal in the news. Ooh, yay, that bring it. comes full circle with your story from a couple episodes ago. Okay. So there is a dog suicide bridge in Scotland. What? Yes. How sad is that? That for years, dogs just throw themselves off this bridge. And what? so, and oh, this is a terrible. quote from the article. And it's so sad, but it's funny at the same time. It says, quote, something overcame Bonnie as soon as we approached the bridge. At first she froze, but then she became possessed by a strange energy, ran and jumped off the parapet. The and parapet. parapet. <laughs> I was like, oh. I know what a parapet is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but Bonnie. But yeah, Bonnie. Um, and she said the bewitched dog <laughs> lured to leap off the bridge by some malevolent force. Um, the malevolent sounds- force is the bitch face of this episode. We're just putting that out there. Bitch face Bonnie. Bitch face devil Bonnie. No, it wasn't Bonnie's fault. Because puppies are perfect. But she was like, it sounds like a po- preposterous scene straight from an old Twilight Zone episode. Um, but get this, this dog is one of hundreds of dogs in Scotland that have just thrown themselves off this bridge. And it all started back in the 1950s, and no one really knows why, uh, but it's like just north of Glasgow. Glasgow? Glasgow. I am sitting here with my mouth agape. Yeah, um, but it's literally a 50-foot gorge that... Oh dogs God. just throw themselves from well, get this bonnie survived what <laughs> i know bonnie's awesome she says quote i'm sure i was sure she was dead <laughs> well of course but um it was a miracle that she survived oh um bonnie we love you it, it says in a land rife with superstitions myth and monsters the bridge has been the center of an enduring mystery why do so many dogs jump Local researchers estimate that more than 300 dogs have jumped off this bridge. Oh, my God. Nobody take your fucking dog there. Yeah. Bitch face Um, dog owners. Well, I know. And apparently Bonnie was just like a normal ass dog. And then all of a sudden she says, gotta go. Do many of them survive? Um, It says. um, Over 100 dogs have died. Oh, my God. Um, Somebody needs to go fucking exercise that bridge. Well, it says, it says the bridge's location um, fits the description of what the pagan Celts called, quote, a thin place, a mesmerizing place where heaven and earth overlap. Hmm. Maybe they're going to see their doggy friends in heaven. Yeah. Um, That's a terrible story. Well, but it's in the news. <laughs> it is. And Bonnie survived. Thank God. But um, Bonnie's a good girl. Yeah, I just think it's crazy. Can you imagine just walking your dog? And this parapet, and I'm not just saying it because we know what it is. Right. It's probably like waist high on a human. What? 
Right. That's insane. I know, but there's your paranormal in the news. Okay, and and here's they should have signs: do not bring your pet. On <laughs> no this dog bridge. walking. Yes. Even though it's on a walking path. At least the one in Pasadena had or suicide like those, hotline numbers. Put one of those like ratchet cages around it, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Shit, that's terrible. I know. Now you've all been warned: do not take your puppies there. And if you're in Scotland, listening now. And you're just north of Glasgow. Glasgow. Don't walk your dog across any just any bridges. Any bridges. Because they might be, be an safe. overlap between heaven and earth. Unacceptable. Maybe these dogs are just like, <gasps> they see like a little flash of light because it's like an angel. And then they say, they chase it. Well, maybe it's their little pet friends that have passed over saying come into the light. Right. And then they say, okay. Oh, and that's terrible. Bonnie thinks she can fly. Oh, but she did because she survived. But was this bitch not on a leash? Oh. Because I guarantee you on that walking path it says like dogs must be leashed. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Fucking rule breakers. Not that it's their fault, but it's totally their fault. Right. The owners. So sorry for the dog death yeah. news. <laughs> but who knew? No clue. And I was like, oh, this is crazy because we just talked about bridges and parapets. And parapets. And now the pet has a whole <laughs> new meaning. The name of this episode is something to do with a parapet. Mind the parapet. <laughs> Mind the parapet. Oh, uh, you got y'all are listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. And is that the second? Um, we've already done that. It's episode twenty. We did that, and <laughs> we are a paranormal show. We've been forgetting to summarize our show. I know we get really excited. We do, and and sometimes jet lag and today it's just wine so um we're a paranormal podcast with a snarky attitude we try to tell spooky stories and we have a super snarky sense of humor nine times out of ten so it's not as spooky otherworldly otherworldly (laughs) (laughs) i always make a point because in our intro that dj jimmy composed um, it's actually really cool because it's like Creepy, cryptid, cryptid otherworldly. Other yes. Because those all hit the nail on the head. They do. Totally. Yeah. Paranormal is honestly anything that's not normal. I know. And the, I actually mentioned that in our live podcast. because, or, Yeah, because so many people think paranormal, and I think it's mostly to do with the paranormal activity films. 110%. They think paranormal means ghost. Right, right. But it's just... It's the weird shit that we love. Right. It's just anything but normal. Yeah. So that's what we are. And we're also a ghost hunting show on Amazon Prime. That's what we are. And it's also what our podcast is. It is. <laughs> it is. And um, we have two seasons on Amazon Prime. So if you are a member of Prime, you get them for free. It's six episodes each season. We talked a little bit about one of the episodes last week, last podcast episode, because there's so many different kinds of episodes going on. Um, we're also on all the socials, add us on Twitter, add us on Instagram, at Oddity Files. We have a Facebook page, just search Oddity Files, and a super secret Facebook fan group that we'll add you to. All you have to do is ask. Um, we also have a website, it's OddityFiles.com. 
we post on there anytime anything new is going on. Um, we post a podcast there as well as we sell T-shirts, which yeah. is kind of cool. And hopefully, and we have new ideas for merch. Do you? Some other things. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it before we started recording. Oh, we did. <laughs> oh, totally. Derp. <laughs> <laughs> and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Anything Podcasts. I, th- I think is that the only, only one you can. I really do. Wow. I think on Podbean you can as well. Yeah. So that helps us get more listeners, which more listeners gets us more episodes i guess yeah. i don't know it's just fun it is fun i really enjoy this i enjoy the storytelling and listening part i do too um yeah and i feel like i repeat myself all the time but it's because like we find out things that we thought we knew about or we had no idea about and then we just find like more in detail about them yeah absolutely or and that the story i've heard has nothing to do with what really happened right and just like there's some crazy stuff out there. So earlier this week, we kicked off our season three, mid season three um, investigations. Yes. Which it's always like anytime we take a big break, it's just fun to get back. Just to, to get back. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, when we do it a lot and it's like we all we always talk about that time where we investigated seven places in however many days. And Those after that, scary. like, it just gets draining because, again, we go in saying, "Take here, take our energy, use our energy. But when you do it too much, it's like, okay, don't take There's any. There's like, nothing like, left. Right. Yeah. But when you take some time off and you go, like, you go back into it, it's just really exciting. So. It is. And we've got two this month, which is reasonable. Right. But the next one, oh, my gosh. Oh, it's like my Christmas. God. I have an advent calendar. <laughs> I need one. <laughs> That's how exciting. It's literally the building. I've been like opening the windows. To the it. <laughs> Wine bottles come out. That sounds like heaven right now. Oh, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. It's It's been good to be kind of back at it. And I know people are already asking us when we're going to add season three. And we have to finish filming season three before right. we can release it. So, yeah, but it's going to be a good one. It will be a good one. Because we can't give anything away from our recent investigation, but good times. Um, how about story in though, dude? <laughs> so I didn't even tell DJ Jimmy this. There's this place that we've investigated. Actually, the last time we investigated, it was for an episode. Mm-hmm. One, nothing happened, nothing which is happened. weird for that location because we've been there the before. Shit out of you. Yes, <laughs> you did. <laughs> Two, half of our footage just disappeared. Disappeared. Anomaly. Yeah. So it it never became an episode. If you've seen the little um, gif I've posted where I say words are so fucking hard, that was filming yep. outside of Storian. But the entire town of Storian is for, for sale. sale. So I'm looking for a sugar daddy to so come in and So we're going to start buy- a GoFundMe. Dude. To buy. We totally should. Did it have a price point? I didn't know. Not that I saw. I mean, we should. Because, you know, we don't make any money doing this. We should start a Patreon. I don't know. Something. I mean, how much does a town like that cost? I mean, it's like one person lives there. It's a, it's no, a tourist and attraction. And she's not joking. Literally, it's population one. Yeah. 
there's not even a stoplight, possibly right. a stop sign. No cars, just horses. No. And it's right down the street from like Indiana Stonehenge. Oh, yeah. We found right. out last time we were there. Um, no, seriously. No, wait. I mean, it has to be more than I'm thinking. If you had to guess, what would you say? Two million. For a town? I mean, that's that's being polite. It's more <laughs> well, like a camp. Well, it's a tourist attraction town. That's true. And I'm not throwing shade. Let's just cut out my shady remarks towards the town. Yeah, two million is probably about right. Yeah. <laughs> I And honestly, when I saw that, and I think last episode I referenced it as well, but it totally made me think of Shit's Creek where they buy the town and then they go bankrupt and have to go live there. So maybe hmm. maybe GoFundMe is a really good idea. We can start a cult in Story, Indiana. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> have fun. Send me, like, newsletters. As long as that restaurant stays open. The breakfast place. Excellent food. Yeah. Yes. I am down. I know. I don't know if we want if we want to have a town. Yeah. Can we just buy Story in? That would be amazing. Hmm. That's paranormal news part two. That's also paranormal news. This episode. Paranormal real estate. Paranormal Oh, that's, that's a business. That's a TV show. HGTV, <gasps> call us. Dude, call us. We got you. Oh and then we can renovate gosh. it. Well, we certainly won't hire your renovator from your house, no. Clayton. <laughs> no, but for real, that's such a great idea for a TV show. That would be amazing. Because think about all over New Orleans. Like on Shh, the don't don't talk anymore. You're right. Agents, call us. We got stories. <laughs> we have ideas that our listeners don't know now. Yeah. Guys, keep your mouth shut. We trust you. TJ Jimmy, leave this in, just bleep it out. So <laughs> like, they know something's happening, but they don't know what it is. Speaking of you listeners, Please. I just want to tell you how much we fucking appreciate you. We do. And just week after week, seeing more and more interaction um, with our social medias and all that stuff. It's just exciting that people are actually listening. And I feel like everyone with a podcast says that, like it's exciting that people are listening, but it really is. It totally is. One of my favorite um, comments on one of the socials was this kind of stuff scared her, but we put just enough humor in it to where she doesn't have to listen with the lights on. Off. On. Right. On. You know what I mean. She doesn't have to have the lights on. Yeah. Which right. was fun. And, and another one was, I came for Norman Reedus, but I decided to stay. Well. <laughs> Well, thanks, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've gone well past our banter point. We're at 25 minutes. Eh, Jimmy, figure something to cut out. <laughs> I remember that I went first last week with the psycho car. Little bastard bitch Little bastard. Face. Yeah. Um, so I have a story that exactly like you were saying earlier, I didn't know a whole lot about. But I've always been intrigued. It's the LaLaurie Mansion. <gasps> no way. With I hate how we do this to each other. <laughs> do what? You'll know when oh, I talk okay. when I tell my story. So with both Clayton and I being so obsessed with American Horror Story series on television, it was time to dive into some of the real life stories that pop up in the series. And this kind of comes up because we had one of the most amazing 
American Horror Story reunion photo ops for me in London. Mm-hmm. It was so great to meet Dylan McDermott, and yeah. we love Dennis O'Hare and Alexander Brackenridge. So that's why I was like, this was kind of a last minute story I had to throw together. I didn't know what the fuck to do. So I was looking at my photo ops. I'm like, oh, there we go. Um, this one has always intrigued me with stories of Anne Rice living in the mansion while writing some of her books to Nicolas Cage purchasing the mansion for over $3 million, mm-hmm. thinking it would be the perfect place to write his, quote, great American horror novel, unquote. He later lost the home in a financial downfall that some claim was caused by the, am I pronouncing it right? The LaLaurie curse? LaLaurie. Um, I'm not going to add French. that. Yeah. Um, I call her Delphine. Anyway, that's, it's that's fine. perfect. <laughs> um, I just really like saying Lallery. Yeah, I, I don't have the tongue roll when there's wine involved. <laughs> so, unless it's ri- nope, it's gone. Rico suave. Um, <laughs> here's a little background on why the place is so haunted. It was built in 1832 for Dr. Louis Lalori and his sadistic wife Delphine who it turned out was horribly torturing slaves in gruesome ways and keeping their broken and dismembered bodies chained and caged in the attic. She's crazy. Bitches be crazy. Bitch face Delphine. Bitch face Delphine. The outbreak of a fire in 1834 led to the discovery of her torture chamber and the family fled and were never charged. So let's go a little more in depth. Marie Delphine McCarty was born in Nolens on March 19th, 1787, as one of five children. And we're going to skip forward again to the good stuff. On June 25th, 1825, Delphine married her third husband, physician Leonard Louis Nicholas LaLaurie. name? All the middle All names. All the names. <laughs> who was much younger than she. You go, girl, kind of. In 1831, she bought the property at 1440 Royal Street, which she managed in her own name with little involvement of her husband. In 1832, she had a two-story mansion built there, complete with attached slave quarters, which is kind of a big deal in, like, the French Quarter. Yeah. She lived with her third husband and two of her daughters from a previous marriage and maintained a position in New Orleans high society. The LaLauries maintained several black slaves in slave quarters attached to the Royal Street Mansion. Accounts of Delphine's treatment of her slaves between 1831 and 1834, tales told by New Orleans residents, claimed that her slaves were observed to be singularly, quote, singularly haggard and wretched. However, in public appearances, Delphine was seen to be generally polite to black people and concerned for her slaves' well-being, which is kind of a hearsay. Yeah. So some people were saying this and some people were saying that. Other tales of Delphine's cruelty that were current among New Orleans residents back in the day go a little something like this. Stories say that one of LaLaurie's neighbors saw one of her slaves, a 12-year-old girl named Lee, 
spelled L-I-A, which I thought was very pretty, fall to her death from the roof of the Royal Street Mansion while trying to avoid punishment from Delphine. Lee had been brushing Delphine's hair when she hit a snag, causing Delphine to grab the whip and chase her. The body was subsequently buried on the mansion grounds. This incident actually led to an investigation of the family, which they were found guilty of illegal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine slaves. How the fuck did they end up with more slaves after that? Because in the time and money, it didn't matter. That's a terrible story. Okay, another story is that Delphine kept her cook chained to the kitchen stove and beat her own daughters when they attempted to feed the slaves. Oh, my gosh. Bitch face Delphine. On April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the mansion on Royal Street, starting in the kitchen. When the police and fire marshals got there, they found the cook, a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. She later said that she had set the fire as a suicide attempt. Whoa. Because she feared being punished. Fucking bitch. Firemen responding to the fire attempted to enter the slave quarters to ensure that everyone had been evacuated, which was in the attic. The slave quarters were in the attic. Upon being refused the keys by the family... The responders broke down the door to the slave quarters and found seven slaves, more or less, horribly mutilated. Mm -hmm. The slaves were both male and female. Some were fastened to the walls with cruel chains. Others were restrained on makeshift, makeshift operating tables. Others were confined in metal cages, hardly large enough for an average size dog. So not our dog size. Laying all over were human body parts and pails containing organs and several heads. Yeah, she's crazy. A lot of people thought, uh, because again, she is a character in season three of American Horror mm-hmm. Story, um, the Coven season, My and a lot of people season. thought they were like over Hollywooding. Yeah, <laughs> um, the like when she would go up into the attic and like essentially like torture her slaves yeah but they actually like softened it yes for sure i don't think she actually bathed in the blood of her slaves well, right because i kept looking for that yeah i think that was like some french queen that used to do that or the whole Anne rice thing who knows um so arranged on the shelves which hung from the back wall were scientific specimen jars holding grisly souvenirs such as body parts and organs. The cook stated that the slaves taken to the attic never came back. The theory is that her husband, Dr. Lewis Leonard, had a hand in the torture is false. Apparently, he'd grown frustrated with Delphine herself. From overall primping to her crazy-ass mood swings, that he actually moved out of the mansion months before the fire ever happened. Whoa. Which is interesting because you'd think with the like doctor's table that he would be a part of it. And I think that was a That's huge probably story why it as was well. like a rumor, yeah. Um, allegedly, he'd been forced to marry her after getting her pregnant. 
from all accounts which have survived, Louis was not nearly as enamored with his older wife as Delphine had been with him. Before their marriage, a surviving letter from his brother to Louis expressed the brother's extreme disappointment that pretty much Louis had been unable to keep his, quote, manhood, unquote, in his pants and was now forced to marry the worst woman in town. Sounds a lot like true love. <laughs> Not. Um, several weeks after the evac- evacuation of the LaLaurie's slave quarters, police claimed that two of the slaves found in the mansion had died since their rescue. They also stated, quote, we understand that in digging the yard, bodies have been dug up, particularly that of a child were found, unquote. When the discovery of the abuse slaves became widely known, a mob of local citizens attacked the mansion and demolished and destroyed everything upon which they could lay their hands. A sheriff and his officers were called upon to disperse the crowd, but by the time they had gotten there, the mob had left. The Royal Street property had sustained major damage with, quote, scarcely anything remaining but the walls. The slaves were taken to a local jail where they were available for public viewing. I've never heard this before. The New Orleans Bee reported that by April 12th, up to 4,000 people had attended the view of the slaves to convince themselves of their suffering. Whoa. It's like it was too crazy to believe. Yeah, so they had to to see it to believe it. Um, Before she could even be prosecuted, Delphine fled to New Orleans fled New Orleans during the mob violence that followed the fire, taking a coach to the waterfront and traveling to Mobile, Alabama, and then to Paris. And that's pretty much where her story ends. Wow. Um, A few years later, more strange events plagued the house, and and it had become the center of rumors regarding the death of Jules, V-I-G-N-I-E, Vigine. That sounds like vagina. Um, (laughs) The eccentric member of a wealthy New Orleans family. Vigine lived secretly in the house. (laughs) You said V-I-G-N-O-N? V-I-G-N-I-E. Vigine? V-I-G-N. G-N is a ny sound. No, we're going Vigine because it's... Anyway, um, he lived secretly in the house from the late 1880s until his death in 1892. He was found dead on a tattered cot in the mansion, apparently living in filth, while hidden away in the surrounding rooms was a collection of antiques and treasures. A bag containing several hundred dollars was found near his body, and another search found several thousand dollars hidden in his mattress. Whoa. I don't know what I, I I don't that's pretty much all I have of that story, but it was too intriguing to leave out. To leave right. out, yeah. For some time after, rumors of a lost treasure circulated about the mansion, but few actually dared to go in and search for it. Now, over time, the house became, in turn, a girl's school, which, eh. Right. 
a music conservatory and became many other things, such as a furniture store, an apartment building, a haunted saloon, which, damn, I wish that was still there. And again, now it's a private residence. The furniture store didn't fare as well as the former LaLaurie house. The owners first suspected vandals when all of his merchandise was found ruined on several occasions, covered in some sort of dark, stinking liquid. No way. Yes way. I wish it was a furniture store. They'd probably let us investigate. They totally would. They'd be all about that publicity. Right. <laughs> he fi- the, So the owner finally waited one night with a shotgun at the door because he assumed it was just vandals coming in. Right. And he stood there the whole night. When dawn came, the furniture was all ruined again the same way. But nobody had come in. Well, no human anyway. And uh, the owner ended up cl- closing the place down because he was losing so Whoa. much money and couldn't explain it. Um, other stories before the mansion became a private residence to the famous and wealthy go a little something like this. A strange sounds are heard. An invisible chain being dragged down a staircase is often heard. The very sad cries of the slave girl near the cherub fountain in the courtyard is heard. And tortured screams are always coming from the attic. Whoa. The mansion is so scared to go in that attic. So bad, you have no idea. Have you ever so have you bad. ever been to the house? I've been outside the yeah, house. Me too. It's yeah. beautiful. Stunning. Um, the mansion is currently owned by a wealthy Texas oil tycoon. And like I always say, hey, wealthy Texas oil tycoon, if you're listening, email us at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com as we'd love to know more about the story and do a total and could you fucking imagine investigating that place? No. I would love to so much. I mean, that would honestly be on like my top five. Oh yeah, dream locations. Oh yeah, it's just so crazy. I, would I be love terrified. that story. Oh, I'd be so scared. Oh yeah, it's a terrible, terrible story. Oh, but absolutely. I I actually loved the character. Who is she played by? Um, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates, who is amazing, and She's she did it so well. So incredible. And then, ugh. so that is the story of the say it. Madame Lalaurie Mansion. Thank you. You did that so much better than I could have. Um, no. So the reason why I freaked out when you said that was because the story I'm doing, a lot of people have said it's a modern version of the Lalaurie Mansion. Get out. I swear to no you. No way. I'm not lying. Okay, that's that's all like, what? Now, the- last week we didn't really completely come full circle, but I feel like this time we are. That's so crazy. Look at us. Look at the good we do. Look at the good we do. It's like we plan it, but I swear to you. We do not. Um, so suspicious deaths, basement dwelling slaves, fraudulent activity, and mysterious midnight burials. Um, they're just a few of the things going on inside a stately looking brick duplex in the 1940s, Tulsa. Which served, Tulsa? Tulsa. Oh, which shit. served for inspiration as one of today's um, like top rated actual haunted attractions. Really? Yeah. So Carol Ann Smith, bitch face Carol Ann, just wait. Oh, bring it. Um, a seemingly mild-mannered woman, 51 years old, lived in a duplex with two other women, Virginia Evans and Willetta Horner, both in their early 30s at the time. Yeah. Um, it might not seem strange for a middle-aged lady to share a duplex with two younger women, but it is strange 
the apparent hold that Smith had over the two. Oh. So Evans and Horner didn't live in the other half of the duplex. They lived in the basement of that half, living in rags and sleeping on orange crates, while Smith herself occupied the rest of the house and lived in luxury, buying expensive perfumes, really nice silverware, a Packard car, which I'm assuming is a nice car at the time. Yeah, I think so. 46 pairs of shoes, 18 pairs of gloves, 26 hats, and, quote, enough makeup and beauty supplies to stock a drugstore. Okay, I don't judge her for those things yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She was able to afford these largely due to the fact that Evans and Horner, the other two, Uh both of whom had steady jobs, all signed their paychecks over to her. (gasps) What? When all this came to light, the two women claimed that Smith had, quote, mesmerized them into becoming her slaves earning Smith's, um, Smith's nickname, She Svengali. Ooh. Um, upon searching the house, authorities later found several books on magnetism and the power of the mind, as well as magic and witchcraft. Huh. After finally being discovered and rescued, the women told authorities that Smith had starved and beaten them for, quote, religious purification purposes. Oh, God. News coverage at the... <laughs> Sorry that you said that. <laughs> Jesus um, Christ. News coverage at the time also hinted at details pointing to a sex angle that was apparently deemed too, um, just too, too much yeah, to report yeah, in yeah. full. Yeah. Um, but that's not all. Smith also managed to milk Evans's father of $17,000. Damn. By convincing him that she was providing nursing care for the young woman. She also somehow convinced the federal okay, government. Dad was not really paying attention, apparently. She also convinced the federal government to give her a wartime ration uh, book in the name of her pet bulldog, Bon Bon. <laughs> One of the two dogs later um, discovered occupying coffins that were dug up after the neighbors reported with, uh, witnessing a suspicious moonlight burial in her backyard. Can we stop with the puppy death at this point? I know, that is a theme. Yeah. Um. But, so yeah, she was just these crazy nighttime burials. The dog's name is Bon Bon. Bon Bon. Wasn't the Bonnie. A hundred and ten percent. Oh, that was unintentional. <laughs> I, and truly, the, if listeners don't believe anything we say, but honestly. Um, still not all. The bulk of Smith's income actually came from life insurance policies taken out, taken out by her husband's, or by her husband, father, and her maid. Each, um, of she whom, took out the policies on them, or they took out the policies. It says taken out on her, her husband, oh, okay. father, gotcha. and her maid. Each of whom conveniently died after naming Smith the beneficiary. Okay, I just need to put this out here. If somebody buys a life insurance policy on you, run for the fucking hills. Suspicious. How much was Bon Bon's policy? Pff, I don't know. Son of a bitch. Um. So, like, <clears throat> was Smith a serial killer? Uh, Spigali, like, so. mesmerist? Um, with Or just batshit crazy? <laughs> but, like, here's the thing. She had to convince these girls to... What is that called? The whatever syndrome. Like, if you beat somebody down so much where they just... Uh, they, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, apparently, no evidence was ever found to support... Um, to support that she was like a, a cult driving psycho. Um, really? Yeah. Crazy. 
So for all of her, uh, everything she did, Smith was only convicted on charges of inducing Evans and Horner to falsely testify against a neighbor she apparently didn't like. (laughs) That seems like a really Um, stupid charge. She was also charged for mail fraud over the ward rations. Um, For this, she only served a single year in prison. What year is this? 1940. Um. Um... no one's sure of what actually became of her after she served her short sentence. Um, and not much else is known um, because the file kept on the house of the city was conveniently stolen. Surprise. As for the Hex house itself, it was demolished in the 1970s and is now a motherfucking parking lot. Oh, I bet it's a haunted fucking parking oh, lot. Right. So that, sh- I bet that car from last week was parked in that parking lot. Oh. So the basement where Evans and Horner were enslaved, however, reportedly still remains beneath the blacktop. <gasps> um, and both the rock foundation and original front steps can still be seen um, around the lot. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the parking lot doesn't get much use, uh, but... Because uh, it's haunted. But when it is in use, there are reports of cars' lights coming up by themselves. Ooh. So whether or not the location is actually haunted, this all like is true, and it's, I don't understand how it's not a bigger deal. I don't either. It's like so when when she was finally tried for this bogus charge. Yeah. Did the girls escape? Yeah. Well, and that's what they said. They um, let me try to find this because uh, I found one where it was like. Talking more about what the girls actually said, but it it just wasn't very good. Um, yeah, no, I get that. And and she killed all these family members, and the coffins of the dogs were there, but did they find the bodies? Right. What was in the other like, um, like what was in everything else? Yeah, exactly. So it says neither the burials or the women in the basement nor her lavish lifestyle uh, brought any attention to her. Uh, it was the war ration, you know. Wow. Because I guess you would receive like a ration book, which allowed you to purchase sugar, meat, cooking oil, and canned goods. Mm-hmm. Um, when you bought an item being rationed, you turned in a stamp. Once you ran out of stamps, you needed to wait until the next month for more. The government determined that the number of stamps you received based on your household size and Smith uh, played by her own rules, imagine that, yeah. and ordered eight books herself. Oh, bitch. Yeah. Face. I'm um, just, yeah, <laughs> if anything, <laughs> of all the things that could have gotten her into trouble, she ordered too many food stamps. So in that area, the Lee Elementary School distributed the books. And when asked about who lived in the house, the local kids allegedly spilled the beans on her. Oh. And um, I guess that Smith used every name at her disposal to order a book, which included Bon Bon. Oh, uh, whom she referred to as Bonnie. Get out. I'm not I'm making done. this up. I'm done. That's And unfortunately, awesome. this very federal crime came to attention of the authorities who raided her home and then everything unraveled from there. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, they raided her home for food sp- food stamp fraud? Damn. Damn. Listen. What is it? Like the SWAT team coming? I know. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand... Why these girls didn't? Yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's like, how did she get them there, and, and what did she do to them in order to get them to where they would do anything? Pretty much, she asks, and 
Um, Poor Bon Bon. Yeah, it's so crazy. Carol Ann Smith. Bitch face Carol Ann Smith. Ca- bitch and I face can't Carol believe, Ann. One, we both did some psycho wealthy lady Bitches torture be crazy. story. Two, I cannot believe there are two Bonnie dogs. dogs named Bonnie. What? Crazy. Oh my gosh. Are you still freaking out about the dogs? Y- yes. <laughs> when I read that she referred to it as Bonnie, that blew my mind. Just far too many dead dogs in this episode. I'm just going to put that out there and apologize to everyone. Clayton's just shaking his head. I just can't believe, like... What are the chances? There are something... No, like, I was going to say, like, we try to have, like, similar ideas sometimes, but listen, I literally Googled paranormal news before we started recording. Found out about (laughs) this. It was, like, last minute. Psycho border collar Bonnie. (laughs) What if the border collar Bonnie was a descendant from Bitchface Carol Ann's dog? Oh, we need to call. My God, see if Bonnie's border collar Bonnie is still alive. Do a twenty-three and Me pet version on it. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have those yet. They do. Do they really? Yeah, you can like get out, check and see what type of breed your dog is. Oh. Carter should do that on Mason because we have no idea what kind of dog he is. I know. Well, again, I have no segue, but I have a a listener story. Do you want to hear it? Yes, I'm sorry. I, I I hope it doesn't have anything to do with dogs named Bonnie because that would just oh be gosh. fucking weird. Um. <clears throat> so this story is called. Uh, this email is titled "The Haunted Book." I just saw that somewhere and now I'm not seeing it. Anywho, it's it starts off, hi, first, I love the podcast and kiss, Kitsy's snorts. No, you don't. They're obnoxious. It's not me. It's Clayton snorting the entire time. It's I, Jimmy. <laughs> I almost laughed out loud at work the first time I heard it. You make my work day go faster. Oh, thank you. You should say thank you. Clayton. I was going to say you're welcome. Oh. But thank you. Seriously. (laughs) I have a few stories to tell and can share some more if you like this one. The story I'd like to tell is one we believe started at our, started all of our paranormal experiences. I was too little to remember it. So I'm going by stories that have been told to me by my mom and dad, RIP. My father had hurt his back at a job and was in between jobs. He went to a casino and played slots, hoping to win and get some extra money. Makes sense, right? Totally. Then a tall man walked up to him. This man had was wearing a hat with a black rim, a trench coat, and his face was in the shadow of his hat. Um, they go on to say, I thought of The Undertaker when I listened to this story the first time, which I totally get because fangirl things um the man touched the machine and my dad won five hundred dollars whoa yeah he told my father if you want more write a book for me Uh knowing like a soul to the devil type of thing well um knowing he needed to bring something in my father agreed to write the book 
not long after, he started waking up in the middle of the night. And, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and writing down what he dreamt. Oh. From what I was told, things started happening to people in our family. One example is, my father was in the hospital after a surgery to fix fix his fractured disc in his back and started drawing the cover of the book again after a dream of what he was drawing the same time my sister and I were playing in our playroom when we came running out screaming my mother asked what was wrong and we told her that there was something yucky in the room she went to check but there was nothing later that day we went to visit my dad and saw his picture we apparently screamed and started crying. The picture was exactly what we saw in the playroom. No way. Yeah. My mom told my dad, enough is enough. It's time to burn this book. And he agreed. So creepy. Ugh. He called the publisher, whom he had sent the book to, and said he was not going to complete the book and was extreme. And she was extremely re- relieved due to having her own experiences <gasps> that he was having. Later, he took the book to my grandparents' house, burned the book in the fireplace, and they say the flame shot over their heads, and there was a terrible ear-piercing scream. So there were multiple people yeah. in the room when this happened, right. and they're all verifying this. Crazy. After that, we always had some por- sort of paranormal experiences, both good and bad. If you'd like, I can write more stories. Siobhan. S-H-A-V-O-N. Siobhan. Right? Yeah. Siobhan, that was awesome. Uh, That was really cool. And I have so many questions. Like, did you see this this guy in your playroom again? And who the fuck was he at the casino? And... Did he ever get more money, though? Well, if he burned the book, I don't think so. Uh, what was the book about? His The dreams he was having about this dude. Well, I know, but that, like... I know. I want to know more. I, I, That's terrifying. I don't want to know more. I do. Good thing he burnt it. Yeah. It's like in Hereditary, you know, where, well, that would spoil the movie, but watch Hereditary. It's, uh, don't. It's terrifying. <laughs> I almost threw up three times. Kitsy walked four miles throughout the movie just pacing. <laughs> I did. Just pacing back and forth. He's like, hey, let's have movie night. Let's watch this. I'm like, I can't hear Because it. I wanted to give her a flash forward of what's going to happen to me. When her bitch ass finally just messes with the wrong thing. No, her ass ain't gonna be the one that dies. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was terrible. What? That you're you're saying I'm gonna die. I said you're not gonna be the one to die. Oh, I thought you're gonna you said be the one gonna that be lives the one to die. <laughs> possessed and happy, and my I'm gonna be the casualty. No. I wouldn't let that happen. Mama Bear would come out and I would protect you. It's totally fine. But that story was awesome, and we want your stories. We, we do. want all the stories. You can uh, email them at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com or just like drop them in our, our Twitter DMs or Instagram DMs or Facebook message. Totally. Anything. And what someone has done recently that we were like, oh, that's smart too, you can just record them like on your voice memos. Just make sure you're not like at a construction site and send them to us that way. And then we don't have to read them. You can tell them with your storytelling abilities. Yes. So we're going to have that story coming up soon from our friend Lindsay, which that was brilliant. 
I'm so excited to to do that one. I know we're trying to go through things as they come along. And hopefully at some point we'll get so many stories we can kind of do a a couple episodes that are just stories. Yeah, like some mini-sodes with just listener stories. Oh, speaking of, I was going to say odd-a-sodes, but did you see the new hashtag someone started? Yes. The odd pod. Hashtag odd pod. Love that. Let's get that trending, guys. (laughs) So excited. So, yeah. Anything paranormal in your world, like at home or anything? Uh, No, but now I'm just thinking about when I was connecting in Paris last week and we were at a candy store and I saw bonbons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I see anything related to bonbon or bonnie. Bonnie. Or I'm bon- jumping off a parapet. <laughs> no, you're not. I won't let you. Oh, well, no, guys. But, no, it's. Oh, sorry. No, finish. I was going to say no, just in terms of. Aside from our investigation this week, nothing like. That's good. Right. It's always great when they don't follow you. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Preach. I know. Yeah. And I can't wait for more investigations later this month. It's going to be mm-hmm. so much fun. And, guys, we love you. We we love that you're listening. We love that you're telling your friends about us and sharing our tweets and our Facebook posts with all your friends. And It really does mean a lot. Whether you think so or not, we actually – so myself, Kitsy, and DJ Jimmy, we have this little text group, obviously. And um, anytime podcast like podcast shit. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime, like, someone, like, share stuff or we get – um, someone just like talking really highly about us or really poorly about us. <laughs> we yeah. just like screenshot it and share it because we are genuinely excited and we love doing this. And the fact that we're 20 episodes in already somehow, um, it blows my mind because, you know, it, it's just it's flown by. It really has. It does. But make sure you hop on over to Apple Podcasts. If you if you've got an iPhone, give us a five star. Give us a give us a review. Um, and make sure you subscribe to us because that's honestly how we get up in ratings and things like that. Pop on over to our website, check out our merch. We're a little teeny tiny independent, um, podcast and that's the only way we can like upgrade our equipment or pay for paranormal investigations without pizza, begging, yeah, pizza without begging my husband for money. Um, but yeah, your support means everything. You guys are the shit and we love you. We do. And all of our, our friends that, that are just listening to the show week after week. Um, and our moms. <laughs> We, we love you guys so much and we thank you. You have no idea. Like we see how much you guys share stuff on Facebook and that means a lot to us because word so of mouth is essentially how people like us grow. So totally, um, everyone, you know who you are. I feel like we heart you. When we were in London, so many people were oh. just talking about how much they love the podcast. And yeah. it's just crazy that so many people are listening in London. I know. And you don't even think about like when we're doing this, I, I kind of feel like we're just like talking into the abyss but right they're listening yay so So we love you guys guys. (laughs) we love you you are not the weakest link but weird is the new cool deal with it it is see ya